Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Three Guys Talk Football. That's right, not film the other F in our lives. <laughs> we miss football, so we decided to start a podcast to talk about it. And in this first episode, we're going to talk through our Dream Eleven from the Premier League era, because football did not start before 1992. Sorry, <laughs> Liverpool fans. Hello, Nathan. Hello. We're such millennials, not acknowledging that football was like... Uh, no, the, the reason is right because this is our personal eleven. There's also Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello there. Um, yeah, these these are our kind of personal dream eleven. So obviously they've got to be in our lifetime, really, for us to mm. the ones that kind of shaped why we love football, gave us the big moments in our lives, that sort of thing. Yep. It's as much that as it is who are the best players, you know. So. Let's go through our favourite teams so that listeners can hurl abuse our way for who we support. So, <laughs> uh, I am, for my sins, an Aston Villa fan, which is tragic, I know. I feel like Aston Villa, of the three that we support, Aston Villa will get you the least abuse. It, because, it, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, Nathan... Birmingham or not. <laughs> exactly. You've got one city that hates you. We've got entire countries. <laughs> I'm a Chelsea fan. And Nathan... Uh, I'm a Liverpool fan. So for me, football only really started... Well, it no. ended in about 1990 and then kicked back up again last year. Yeah, it came back for a couple of years when you won the Champions League. Yeah, when you had yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good year. It was, Rafa, it was, Rafa it, yeah, yeah it, was, it was nice for football to come back. And then I think we signed uh, Christian Paulson for midfield and then it died again for a few years. <laughs> and then you're all right, back into hibernation. Yeah. When did you, when did you sign Andy Carroll for £35 Because that was bad. Who? Wait, wait, we signed him <laughs> for what? Andy Carroll. 2011 it was. No, no know, because we signed did. Fernando Torres. No, we signed we, we signed Luis Suarez, and I think that was it for that year. <laughs> Look, it, we took Torres off your hands for 50 million. You had to take a hit somehow. We absolutely yeah. screwed you on that deal. We knew, like Look, we knew that he was on the right. Point. Yeah, and um, somehow we didn't. Um, his knees were gone. His but knees were he still managed to score in a Champions League semi-final and get the golden boot in the Europa League, basically carrying us to that trophy. So for me, he's still, you know, £50 million at the time was... Please. Ridiculous. It was record-breaking. In the name of all that's holy, tell me that he's not in your eleven. No, he's not in my eleven. <laughs> not in my Chelsea eleven. No spoilers. Um, no, but looking back on it now, I mean, that guy worked hard every time. And I'm just saying... He deserves a bit more respect, you know. Yeah, he just uh, deserved the stick. He wasn't Shevchenko. Exactly. And I still know Shevchenko, but yeah, Shevchenko had no excuse, really. Torres was, was injured already. Yeah. And he came in having to replace Drogba. <laughs> that was the plan. And uh, yeah. It's difficult in itself. It, that's impossible in itself. We had Diego Costa come in, and he, he could play well when he wanted to. Or Red Book people. Oh, headbutt people when he didn't fancy scoring. So, yeah, anyway, Torres, love him. I absolutely love him. But he's but not anyway, in the team. What is anyway, the format of today's session? We will run through Aston Villa first, Chelsea second, Liverpool third. For the uh, linguists among us, that is in alphabetical order, just to save any, you know, any quarrels about preference and that sort of thing. And yes, uh, the request of Chris is the first time uh, and only time that Aston Villa will top the table in his lifetime. So we've made his oh, day as well. We have. You have made my day, lads. 
Um, so yeah, let's let's go on with it, Chris, as the Aston Villa fan. Talk us through. We're going to go player by player within okay. each team, and we'll start off with the the supporter, the expert, the well, all in goal. In goal, I have gone with Thomas Sorensen, which is a choice, I know, but bear with me. It is a choice. It is a choice. Sorensen was the goalkeeper before Brad Friedel uh, came in, and before basically our like, goalkeeping standards went dramatically down with Brad Guzan. Um, but he was also. <laughs> and then that guy, Brad Guzan, stuck around. As well. I know. You could not get years. rid of him. You could not um, get rid of him. Mainly because no one else wanted him. And I'm like, why do we keep playing him when we had Shea Given and Brad Friedel on the bench for years? Anyway, point is, <clears throat> Sorensen was part of that like regular in the top six team. The amount of like games he saved us in was mental. He was like the only goalkeeper I've ever seen like live able to actually stop Alan Shearer from scoring more than two goals. It was just a machine. Like some of the saves he made were mental. Because the problem I have with Friedel is like he'd either be an absolute god, or he just let in something from his near post for no reason. Yeah, and you'd you'd either have you'd have one or the other with Friedel. Whereas with with Sorensen, he was just an absolute tank, and he doesn't get the love he deserves. He's he went on, he went on to go like save Stoke in the Premier League for like four years as well. He was an absolute. Yeah, genuine. yeah, that's that's a good show. I think um, I've gone for Shea Given just because that's I think. Fair. Reliable goalkeepers, he's up there. Like you say, he, he he didn't really make... He wasn't a world-class goalkeeper by any stretch. But I think... I know the Match of the Day podcast, he was in the top 10 for that. And I, I can see why, because he, he was around for a long time. And he was just a, a calm head at the back. And as a Chelsea fan now, having to watch Kepa basically often those four <laughs> defenders, I have a lot of respect for a goalkeeper that will actually marshal the defence. And he was one of the best at that, I think. The reason yeah, yeah. I haven't got Shea is is purely because he was only there for like two years where he was doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Shea, like you say, Shea given it. I think Newcastle more than anything. Definitely. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, he, he's one of the most underrated goalkeepers I think in the Premier League. Yeah, and that's it. And like Chris said, really, I mean, Sorensen, he slipped my mind to be honest because I think because like you say, he got the job done and he didn't really make a big fuss about it. No, so I didn't really, didn't really. Contemplate it, but I think I've got a soft spot, soft spot for Shea Given. I just think he's a, a quality keeper. Yeah, that's fair. Have you gone for Nate Dog? Uh, well, I, I've completed the uh, the whole Trinity because I've gone for Brad Friedel. Fair. So, similar sort of reasons. Similar sort of reasons to Shea. Like I think he's one of the most consistent goalkeepers going. Like he wasn't. He was never going to be world class, but I think he brought like that calmness to a back he four. Did. He did. He and did. he did that. He did that wherever he went. Uh, so he was. He was the first name that came into my mind when I thought of asking for the keeper. Sorensen's a good shout, though. Sorensen is a very good shout. He also loved playing against Man United. He's like the only goalkeeper I've ever seen who likes playing against United. The amount yeah, of times yeah. he just annihilated him, it was amazing. And anyone who screws over Man United is a, is a good player. Man, <laughs> so. And the hate, hatred comes our way already. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, left back? Uh, left, right. So the full backs <laughs> at Villa is a problem. I'm not gonna lie, it's a problem position. It always has been. It still is today. Yeah, looking at the ones I picked, it makes me sad for you. As much as as much as I love Matty T, bless his heart, he does try. <laughs> he's a worker. He's, he's not very good. Bless him. He does try. But so the left back for me, I've gone with Boomer, purely because there was no one else I could have got. There was J Lloyd Samuel, but no, <laughs> just no. It's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be yeah. Boomer for the fact that he was part of that top six team, but. 
that's the only reason. It's not actually anything to do with him. Yeah, I feel like this is a position we can quickly move on from. I mean, I've gone Lloyd Samuel. Um, I, I've also gone Lloyd AJ. Samuel. Yeah, just because, again, he's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> that's that's yeah. genuinely it. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. We have we've not been like we've had like Kieran Richardson at left back, Jordan Amavi yeah. at left back, oh dear. all bef- like before or after they were good players. You're gonna hate me for right back. You're gonna you're gonna absolutely despise me for right back. If you put Mitchell, <laughs> I will cry. Oh no, God no! Oh my God, I forgot you had Mitchell. Oh, Mike, yeah, what a man! But no, he's not. He's not getting there. He's he's so. Yeah, he's alive. Why that lad? Yeah. Oh, Jolly and Lescott, please tell me no one's got Jolly. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Who have you gone left centre back, Chris? Left centre back, I've gone Olaf Melberg. I mean, yeah, it, it can't be anybody else, can it? Really? Melberg was he was just a tank. He was an absolute machine of them. And you can you can only just give him plaudits. I don't really remember a game where he really did anything wrong. He was just how, amazing. How long was he with you for? Oh, donkey's years. He was there yeah, for ages. Because I first started getting into football properly, I'd say around like 2003, 2004. Yeah. I know he was there then because uh, yeah, I used to collect shootout cards. That's one for the kids. And, uh, <laughs> that is one for the kids. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, even yeah. before match attacks days, that is. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, you had Melberg and he, he was like a, a shiny one. He was like, what, yeah. like, according to them, your best player at the time, which is concerning. But I mean, it was probably true. But... Yeah. Like, because you're going to remember that was the team where, like, John Carew was our starting striker regularly. You leave John Carew um, alone. I love, John, I love John Carew. I, I absolutely adore him, but he's it, uh, just... We'll, we'll talk it. about this area later. We'll yeah, yeah we, will, we will. But for um, Melbourne, he was there for seven years, made 232 appearances, and then we sold him to Juventus. So, oh, my God, um, yeah, he went to Juventus. Yeah, yeah see, so you've done the same, Nathan. I'm guessing you've picked him at... Yeah, I've got Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've gone Mings, which is a bit premature, I know, because he's, he's only been there less than two years. But for me, seeing the influence that he's had already and seeing how much he's grown at Villa, I think, as well. He's become a leader at the back. He has. And, um, and yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be in the Premier League in the first place without him, I don't think. And you definitely wouldn't have a chance of staying in without him this season. Like, every time he's been injured, it's noticeable. Yeah, no, that... But, that... <laughs> that December where we didn't have him for, and we shipped him for like 15 goals. It was shocking. Yeah. But that, again, that comes down to personal preference as well, I think, because I just like, I like watching him play because he's a really interesting centre-back. Right centre-back. The right centre-back, I've gone with my heart over my head. My head <laughs> tells me Larson because Martin Larson was, again, like Melbourne and Larson, that partnership was incredible. But... Mm-hmm. Purely because year after year he kept us in the Premier League almost single handedly. It has to be Ron Blar. It just has yes. to be. Yes. Yeah. I've gone Ron Blar as well. Concrete Ron. Concrete Ron was an absolute tank. He, not, only, not only did he regularly keep Villa in the Premier League, he also managed to somehow get a Dutch side with Robin Van Persie at like 30, mm-hmm. Robin at 33, and like Schneider as well. Single-handedly marshaled that defense through to a semi-final, like yeah, through to third place. Yeah, it was mental. He was ridiculous mental. in that tournament, and he was ridiculous for Villa. I think of all the players, of the players we mentioned now, he's the only one that I've wa- I watched at the time and thought I'd have him in the Chelsea squad. I'd, he'd walk into any of those top six sides, apart from United at the time. 
because mm-hmm. obviously Vidic Ferdinand, he would have walked into any other side. He was just like he was just a no nonsense centre back though. Like he it wasn't like because obviously now it's more about like ball playing centre backs and that sort of thing. Where he was just yeah. no nonsense flying into tackles. He put oh. his head in. He's put his head where a head should not go. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of times he just head something, you're like, dude, why is your face there? Stop it. He's like what it's like what I wanted Martin Scale to be. Yeah. He is he is the upgrade in Martin Scale, so isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. But when 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 you had year after year like Ron Vlar next to like Nathan Baker or Kieran Clark, it was just like, oh for God's sake. Because mm. yeah, he was, he was wasted in that yeah. like villa back four. He really was. Because he was so, he was like head and shoulders with everybody else. <laughs> but I mean, partially because he just like chop your legs off as well. Um, but yeah, it's got to be a blah for me. Yeah, I think this position made me the most sad when I was putting together this for the team right back. It's not no, a great selection, is it? It's not. It's not. It's Matty Lowe or Mark Delaney, really. They're the only two proper. Or Stephen Warnock is a proper outside chance. Stephen Warnock. <laughs> wow. But, uh, I I have terrible memories of Stephen Warnock. Yeah. Mm. So. But like, that's you know you know when you know when Stephen Warnock is your top th- top three, it's that's how bad I have right yeah. back. And it always is. It's Who did you go for in the end? I went with Mark Delaney. Fair. Um, purely because he was the most consistent out of the three of them. But I do have a soft spot for Matty Lowton. I, I think the, the position was never really filled properly after he left, and I don't think it still is. Frederick Gilbert is okay, but he bombs forward way too much for me. He doesn't cover his back for all the time, and that's why the camera's just out of position constantly. See, I went for Alan Horton. Yeah, I went for <laughs> Alan Horton as well. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I, just I, do like a choice. I could not think of a single other Villa right back, so I just panicked and put in Alan Horton. Yeah, I think he's again. He's one of those that was loyal to the club. Yeah, yeah. like he had, he went through a lot of crap. But the reason I didn't go for Alan Hutton was the season we went down. Like he was shocking. Yeah, he was nowhere to be seen, was he? No, him him less got Richards. Just left him as a as back foot like by himself. Was and he uh, it was just it was a shambles. It really was a shambles, and I can't forgive him for it. Despite the fact that he you know stayed with us and battled it out in the championship and I do have a lot of time for him scored that belt and goal against Birmingham obviously but I just I can't put him in my all time below 11 I just can't yeah and I think this comes down to one of those things where when you you're stuck watching a player week in week out <laughs> it changes your view yeah it does it really does when you when I had to watch Alan Hutton for 38 games that season I was yeah, yeah, I think I'd be sick of him by that point so, as well. I, I, I only watched Alan Horton twice a year. when played like when you played at Liverpool. So yeah, yeah. and he was nice to us. Yeah, he um, gave a few goals. We had a soft spot for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, just out of interest, Chris, what's your formation for this? So I've gone four three three. Okay, ah. so who who's in your midfield? So I've got a th- I've got a three man midfield. It's basically like a little triangle. So mm-hmm. I've got two like more defensive minded midfielders and then one attack minded midfielder um, if if this was in a couple of years John McGinn would walk in easily but mm-hmm. it's not and he's not been at the club long enough yet so first one I'm going to go Gareth Barry has to be it's got to be the most reliable centre mid you'll ever come across he, he, on it, like when we sold him to Man City I was gutted yeah I, was I, I remember everyone thinking Man City were trying to get to this um 
you know, to this European elite stage. And then they bought Gareth Barry and people were like, eh? But then he went and played pretty much every game for him in that period and, and was yeah. they were a mess when he wasn't there. Yeah. He, I think he's, honestly, he's up there with like the most Premier League appearances out of anyone ever. He's just below. He might even, yeah. Which is crazy, but it's it he's a manager's dream, isn't he? Yeah, no, he would he would do a job every every single week, and he, no, he put a shift. Barry broke it, didn't he? I thought Barry broke it. I no, he broke oh no, he did. No, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Broke it when he was playing at West Brom. Yeah, he's been around. Uh, but Barry's in mine as well. Just, yeah, 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 he has to be. Yeah, he, he has to be. Yeah. The, My... the two names are just like Gareth Barry and James Milner were the one I was like toying over because Millie was basically filled the same position. I think. Thing yeah, was, I think. Uh, yeah. Miller went on to better things, though, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Man City was, was really good for him as well, actually. He's not doing bad for us either. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what formation have you done, George? I've gone 4 4 2. And yeah, I've done I'll tell you the reason more. later on. Um, but yeah, I, there, there was a play that, two players that I had to get in there, so I had to tweak it. That's okay. fair. Okay. Who is the other defensive midfielder? Stillian Petrov. Yes. Yes. Correct answer. Yeah. I was going to say, you are correct. Yeah. Right. yeah he, he was first name on the team sheet. I'm not going to lie, boys. Like, as soon, yeah. as, as soon as it was there, I was like, Petrov, it's got to be. Like, he is Aston Villa. Like, he, just he, through and through. He was. Like, he, the only reason he stopped playing was because he got leukemia. Like, and then after he got the all clear, he tried to come back. Uh, yeah. When we were in the championship. And I, I would have had him back. <laughs> Regardless, I would have had him back. Even though he was 37 at the time, I would have been like, yeah, just keep him around that dressing room because Steve exactly. was an absolute machine. And he was a proper leader. He was. He really I, look was. A lot of t- I look at the Villa team now and they they would be so much better if they had a Petrov in there. They would, well, I mean, our only real leader is Mings. I know yeah. Grievous is captain, but he leads by example, not necessarily being a voice on the pitch. Exactly. Whereas Mings is... Mings is is that voice? Whereas anybody else really like no. anywhere? Elmo maybe, but if I don't who's, know, yeah. the, who's the attacking midfielder? It's gotta, it's gotta be Jack, isn't it? It's gotta be yeah. Grealish. You can't not have a Villa eleven without Grealish in it. Yeah, and it's interesting because when I first put this together, he didn't cross my mind, and then when I thought about it, I was like, actually, it's the same as Mings, you know. He he. Those two are Aston Villa at the moment. They are carrying big time. They are, and it's not just before we went down as well. You could see the player he was when he played was playing under Tim Sherwood. You could mm-hmm. see it. It was there. It's always been there. And to it's play well under Tim point. Sherwood is <laughs> nearly impossible. <laughs> you Unless you're Nabil alone. Bentaleb. <laughs> you leave Tim alone. Um, but no, it's it's got to be Jack Grealish. And this is why I've gone with the four three three formation was because. I wanted to get Grealish in there where he wasn't on the wing. This is my issue. Yeah. Switching to four four two means I put Jack Grealish in right wing, which is just not not yeah. the one. He loses his influence. Are they still a player? It's, he yeah. probably even scores more goals in a way, but he does not run the game no. on the wing. No, he doesn't. He, he goes. He goes missing. Yeah, you want him in that free role, don't you? Middle of the park. Sort exactly. of. Yeah, that hazard role. Yeah, just keeping things ticking. Which is yeah. why I'm putting him putting him behind the strike the main strikers. So have you have you lads gone for a slightly different midfield then? Well, um, mm-hmm. I, gone for? yeah, it, I, I've gone four four two. So obviously the, the two in the middle are Barry and Petrov. Easy. Absolutely. But then I've gone for two. Well, 
two wingers. I've been a bit liberal with one of them, position wise. <laughs> um, so I put Agbongmaho on the wing. Speaking of being pure Aston Villa, I mean, yeah, say like yeah. The, the, like he, one like yeah, he's literally Villa. Like he bleeds Villa. He does. Yeah. And and to be fair, he was he was really promising. Like he didn't go into the player that I think we all expected him to. Because I, I remember watching him. At, um, uh, I went to the new Wembley like for the first game to watch the England under 21s and he played there and he was insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So like he didn't grow into the player that you probably expected him to, but say Villa veteran at this point. So yeah, no, he was, he was, he was so loyal to that club. It was mental. Like he yeah. refused to get shipped out when we went to the championship, even though Steve Bruce didn't want him. He was like, no, I'm staying. Yeah. Um, no, I've got, I've gone with Agbom on my right wing and my, my front three. What about left wing? Left Ashley wing Young. is Ashley Young, yeah. Yeah, Ashley yeah. Young. What Ashley a talent Young. he was at Villa. It was ridiculous. Like he's, he, at United, he was a proper useful useful player. But at Villa, he was a, a proper, really interesting player to watch. He was. He was He was fast when he needed to be, but also could bang in a free kick every now and again. And his crosses were sensational. Yeah, he... The, I think the reason your strikers then were so influential is because they had delivery from that guy. Exactly. Which and is... he could hit a, hit a finish as well. I remember him bending one in from like 30 yards. It was one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen. Honestly, him, Carew and Agbomlehua, I missed that so much. And I, I, can see, I can see what Dean's doing at Villa at the moment, to be honest. He's trying to replicate that. Mm-hmm. with, But he's just not got the players to do it. Wesley was the Carew kind of player. And <clears throat> to be honest, I still would keep him. But it's just our wingers let him down. They really did. When you go when you're going in to the Man Man City game, I mean you were with me at the time, George. We we literally had Grealish on the wing and El Mahamadi on the wing. And it's just like, what is that? <laughs> our our wingers at the moment are just shockingly bad. El Garzi and Trezeguet just haven't got it. They just don't. No. And it oh just it, it frustrates me. But yeah, I think I think for a Villa all-time eleven, it has to be Ashley Young and Agbomlahor on the wings, for me. Yeah, see, for me, like I say, I went four four two. So I've got two big strikes up top, and yeah. one of them is someone I know you you haven't added, John Carew. You mentioned him yeah. there, and on, in the O'Neill days, the guy was a beast. You have to admit, he was. No, he was. The reason I haven't gone with Carew and instead up top finishing my eleven, I've gone with Christian Benteke is the same kind of reason I went with Ron Blar. It's the fact that like year after year he would just bag like 15, 20 goals in that Villa side, which was, it was not a good Villa side, let's be honest, lads. It, it wasn't. And for him to be able to still be able to do that and attract a move to Liverpool as well, it was just mental. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. What did I say before? Chris, don't talk about it. thing is, I don't begrudge him that move. Everybody has a go at him, but I, I, you can't really blame him. He wanted to go and improve his career, and it's a shame it didn't work out because I loved him at Villa, and I'd still have him back now. But over career, technical ability was better than Carew, and I think if you put him in that team with Ashley Young and Gabriel Bomberhor, he'd be scoring 10, 15 goals more than Carew. Yeah, 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 he was a much better goal scorer than Carew. Yeah, yeah. The thing with Benteke as well, I was like, you think about like his, his ability in the air was was very good, but like his his touch, like his feet, was actually. Just as good in a lot of ways. Exactly. Exactly. He could do the hold up play. He could finish a goal like from thirty yards out. Could head a ball in. It was. He had everything. 
Yeah, like Liverpool, like we failed him. It wasn't a him problem. It was a Liverpool problem. We, no, thought be, we thought it'd be really funny to uh, sign probably the, like the best out and out striker in the league when it comes to the banging balls into the box and just play everything over the top for him. Yeah, try and get him to run onto things. He's not yeah. got pace. pace. Or play, yeah, or or play it to his feet on the halfway line and go here, you go Christian, do something. Yeah, no, you did you did shaft his career. I'm not gonna lie, because then when he went to Crystal Palace, his confidence was just shot. Yeah, I, I was over the moon when we signed him. I, I, I was absolutely buzzing when we signed him. Oh yeah, and especially because you beat us to that signing, we desperately wanted him. He chose the yeah, record. saying it. And at the time, we were not good either. So, like, it would have been interesting to see him in a Chelsea team as well. Yeah, because obviously yeah, you've got a record for having we, that kind of player. Exactly, that we play more that style. We always have. Even now, you look at Lampard. He likes having his big striker up top. Mm. I think he would have fit in a lot better. But you know, I'm sure he doesn't regret his decision. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's why I've gone four four two to get Carew and Benteke up top. I mean, imagine, imagine this is like Sean Dyche's dream. This, team. <laughs> yeah, Barry and Petrov in midfield, hoofing it up to Carew and Benteke. I mean, yeah, it is. It's such a Burnley side. Yeah, it is, but it's got there's there's talent in there as well with Grealish and Young. Yeah, like, this side would easily finish in the Premier League without a relegation battle. Like, oh, it, it absolutely reeks for one 0 home win, doesn't it? <laughs> really yeah. of it. Just a greenish free kick and into Carew knocks it down. It's been a okay job done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Mate, I, I, I love John Carew. Carew's in mine as well. He's my other striker. Like, I, I think he'd be a bit harsh on him. I think he is. I think he's probably a better player than Benteke overall. That's, but, a, that's an interesting thing. He, yeah. I think yeah, he's a more useful player definitely. Yeah, I think Benteke. I know, I know I said that he's he's good with his feet as well, but I think he, Benteke is very very good at doing one particular thing. Yeah. Whereas I think yeah. Crew had a bit of everything. He did. He did have a bit of everything, and his hold up play was what made him O'Neill's favourite striker. I, I do get it. Yeah. But I don't know. I just as as a fan, I think when you when we were like constantly being beat, you could always rely on Benteke to score, and I don't think that was there with Crew. He, he, he was feeding other people. He was like, you know, Young would score or Gabby would score or Petrov would like bang it in from 30 yards out. It wasn't necessarily Carew's job. Um, but if it's going to be my dream like all time, I want as many goals as possible and that's why I've, I've had to go for Benteke. Yeah, that's fair. I, was, I think that if uh, if Crew had like another yard or two of pace, it'd be unbelievable. Oh yeah. It, if he had another yard or two, he'd have been yeah. incredible. And I, I'm, it's not a disservice to him because he is an absolute machine. And the, the other player I want to mention as well for up top was Darren Bent. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Darren Bent, what player? Not so much I mean, a Villa. I think he's, I yeah, I was about to say he's prime. He got, he got a disservice at Villa if he'd actually been played. Despite yeah, that was player. weird. You you spent quite a bit of money, right, to bring him in. Yeah, was record it? signing. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. And then it's weird when that happens. We've, we've had a few like that. That we spent a lot of money bringing in and then for whatever reason... I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'd I'd love to know, but he, yeah, because he's, he's, he's playing, done a job at everywhere else. Yeah. yeah right. Who'd you go for for managers out of curiosity? O'Neill. 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 It's got to be Yeah. I honestly think Chelsea's the only one where there's going to be a bit of debate because yeah. I mean, you know, Liverpool managers. Yeah, we'll get on well, to that. But, be rough yeah, it's, it, it's it's obviously Roy Hodgson. So let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> See, you say Roy. I say Brendan Rodgers. Just because of the meme he became. Curveball. Yeah. Great. Curveball, Gerard Houllier. 
<laughs> oh no. I'm so sorry, Nathan. Anisha you've made off right now. Have we though? Because we haven't really won the league yet, have we? Soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Moving on to a far superior team. Um <laughs> <laughs> But no, moving on to, to the glorious Chelsea. Everyone's favourite team Same. definitely weren't voted the most hated team in the country on Mourinho's manager second time. We move on. Um, Established in 2004. Yeah, all right, mate. All right, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. Under Lampard, it's an interesting time. I don't think any of the players... I've got one player from the current squad in this team, and he's been there a while. Okay. Um, but I think Lampard's doing a great job. I love him. He's a good manager. And yeah, I, think, I think some of these players, if we do this in 10 years' time, I do think a couple of those would would probably make it in, hopefully, if uh, they keep on the path. But, I mean, yeah, I look at this team now and <laughs> it makes me sad because yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah, Lampard will see you right. I think I think you've got, like, I still maintain that he probably should have had another year or two at Derby, maybe. Oh, or... yeah, definitely. And he, I think he would agree. Yeah, but I but think he knew this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, he's he's the man of the moment. Like, yeah, it was he either just, that or he wasn't going to get it. Exactly. Plus, he he's in at the time as well. Like, he's not going to have one bad season and get sacked. He's going to get given all the resources, and he, like, he, he he's going to be given at least five years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's going to be given the clock, the clock kind of bracket. Yeah, like he he'll let like he needs to build that team from scratch because like I say you've you've kind of got like you've got like the shell of a decent side there. Yeah, we need to improve. Yeah, and let Abraham mature a bit as well. Yeah, well, a lot of them really. They're all yeah. very raw, our youngsters. I'd say it's only really Reese James that looks like he's anywhere near polished, and he's yeah. still massively inexperienced. But I will say we owe Klopp a lot because he's shown that you can actually have a long-term plan that doesn't yeah. start off great. But yeah. if you build the squad and trust the manager, then you know you can become the best team in Europe. Yeah, so um, cause the Premier League went through a phase in it, sort of around like 2008 onwards, where it was just managers were coming in, having six months, and then being sacked again. Yeah, higher and fire. Yeah, like, all like, teams, it was crazy. Yeah, Chelsea, like, yeah, but Chelsea were the worst for it. Oh yeah, we yeah. started that trend. Man United aren't great either. Man United, you know, Ferguson leaves, bringing David Moyes. They get rid of him, bringing someone else with a completely different philosophy. Yeah, they did pretty well. Yeah, it's just, there's no consistency. And yeah, the crazy one is teams lower down the division doing it. Watford. Yeah. Oh, Watford. Watford are a joke. Yeah, yeah. Sunderland. Yeah, they, they were. And now not where they are. Could that time that Dick Advocate cried? Just, yeah. Just, yeah, just, just yeah. Like, put that in there. Strange like, time. Strange time. Strange time to be a football fan. <laughs> but the best time for me to be a football fan was the era of Petr Cech in, yeah. goal, in his prime. Same what it. I've got that as well. Yeah, same. It's not, it's not like Carlo Cudicini, is it? Hey, <laughs> of all the Chelsea keepers, Cudicini, <laughs> he was a player, man. He was a lad. He, he was harsh because he actually was doing well in like the Ranieri era. And yeah. then uh, you get in Petr Cech. <laughs> yeah. It's not really much competition. Um, but for me, obviously slightly biased, but for me, the best Premier League goalkeeper. Yeah. You look at the stats, it's ridiculous. He's got like a clean sheet in half of his games. He's got like four golden gloves. And 
Yeah, as a, I mean, I've thrown Kepper under the bus already. I'll do it again. Check <laughs> was a leader at the back. If you messed up, he would give you a right telling off. He would yeah, organise the defence. Imagine being told off by Kepper. It's like being told off by your twelve-year-old cousin. It's exactly. He's got no authority. Whereas Check was a, Check was a proper mature adult. When even the likes of Terry and Lampard were still a bit mature, like he just came in and was already a professional. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can see why he's now like one of the directors, and he's just a calming influence, and you just trusted him whenever anyone was throwing goal. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the verge of crying right now thinking of how we've downgraded. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah, he's just ridiculous. Courtois came in and did a, a good job for a while, but no one's replacing Czech. No, no, you, uh, Chelsea as well. Goalkeeper is such a like, like you say, because Czech made it his own for such a long time. I don't envy any Chelsea goalkeeper. Although you could do a lot better than Kepper. It's really a sad state of affairs when we've got a better goalkeeper than you. Yeah, exactly. How much paid for him? And Liverpool have two. We paid, <laughs> yeah, we paid seventy-two million. But yeah, Liverpool have two better goalkeepers in him, which makes it. Yeah, hard. I know Adrian went off the boil a little bit, but come on. No, Mate, after, after that Atletico game, Adrian's dead to me. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> and the Chelsea FA Cup game, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not great. Not okay, great. Maybe, maybe he's not. Yeah. But Czech is the best, and I love him. We yeah. all agree, I assume. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't yeah. argue with Czech. Just the, yeah. like what he did in like the, the, the amount of games that he played for you, like top of his game as well, which is ridiculous. So, yeah. No arguments. Left back, surely no arguments. Ashley Cole, I know that he's, uh, you know, he's not the most likable off the pitch sometimes, or on the pitch sometimes, probably if you're playing against him. Um, but unless you're an Arsenal fan, you have to admit he's, he's for me, the best English left back of all time. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's not a lot of competition really. No, no again, fullbacks, uh, it's not a glamorous role, it's yeah. becoming more so now with Alexander Arnold and whatnot, you know, whipping in balls and. Getting on the attack. Back in Ashley Cole's day, it was all about defending, and that's what he did best. He was just ridiculous. The the goal line saves from this guy. Oh yeah, Every... he didn't do it. I was gonna say he did it multiple times. Yeah, and he, he did get forward as well. He scored a couple of goals, which is just weird to think about. But yeah, for me, he's just he's a proper fullback before the game evolved, and he was just a solid yeah, defender. It has to be Ashley Cole. I'm yeah, assuming he... you've got John Terry as well. And again, yeah, for me, the best the best captain in the Premier League era. And Oof. Oof. he's, I mean, you can't... Really? Help. Like over Roy Keane and Vieira and... Yeah, Gerard. Roy Keane and Vieira and Gerard. yes, easily, easily. Because he captained England, he captained, he captained England for a reason. Gerard got it when things went to crap. He, he captained us... From like 19 years old, he captained us to a ridiculous amount of trophies. And he was, as soon as he went, you look at our defense now, and it's an absolute mess. And that's for a reason. And the guy was just consistently an 8 out of 10 every every game. Mm. Apart yes. from the period where, you know, he had the whole adultery thing. And then the yeah. thing. Um, yeah. But well, other than that, on the pitch, on the pitch, on the he, pitch. Was, yeah. he was so just he... ridiculous. He's a difficult one for me because I don't, I, I do not like him at all. And yeah, and I, it's the same for Gerard. I do, I, I do think he's slightly overrated, but yeah. but he is in mind because you can't argue with what he won. And like I say, he was, I think, I think he made a career basically out of 
I would always argue that the centre-backs that you played alongside, with the exception of maybe Cahill, were probably better in quality than he was. But he was just a 110%er every single game. Yeah, exactly. And this is why I'd say he's the best captain. He's a warrior. He's yeah. ridiculous. He rallies us. Yeah, but I, I think I think that like he, he played off of like Carvalho and Galas really well. Yeah. Like let let them do the more I'd say like the more ball play and the fancier stuff and he was just a no nonsense centre half. Yeah. Yeah, and something that we miss now. Yeah. Um when you look at our centre backs. Yeah. Still he, he is. I'm not gonna deny it. <laughs> <laughs> um Carvalho was more of a centre back. Yeah. I went with Carvalho as well. I, 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 I was stuck between uh, Carvalho and Galas, and I went Galas. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's an underrated player. Yeah, he was. I think it was more... I just saw more of Galas, I'd say, because I don't watch them every week. I think I saw a lot more like highlights and stuff of things that he'd done. And he had, he had like a mean strike on him as well for a centre-back. It was really oh, yeah. yeah. Um, plus, I, I liked him a lot when he was at Arsenal as well. So, yeah, that's, I that's do think he stepped up a level. I think yeah, that's why I was with Carvalho over Galas, is because Galas stepped up when he went to Arsenal. Yeah. So, when you say, say Carvalho, I always think more of Real Madrid. Really? Yeah. Like, no, what I will say is Terry and Carvalho <laughs> were ridiculous. I mean, there was a reason that we set a record for least goals conceded with those two in Mourinho's yeah. first season, and they were just clicked. Yeah, There's also no. a shout out to Desai, because Desai was amazing and a massive mentalist, Terry. And uh, I'm a big fan. Fair, big fan. If you're listening more, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, right back again is is a tough one. I mean, oh, oh dear, oh dear. Because oh um, we've had a lot of we've had a few solid players there. Ferreira comes to mind because oh, that guy was Ferreira. he was just a solid like six, seven out of ten. Didn't really let you down. Didn't really offer much more. He was loyal to the club. I love him. Now I've gone for Aspiliqueta, but I would I could have gone for Giuliano Belletti because that guy was a beast. I absolutely love that guy. He was a he was a modern fullback before it was cool. He'd get <laughs> up and smack one in for four yeah, yards, and then, and then also like not track back at all and <laughs> get loads of people on the left wing just bombing past him, which Carvalho would then deal with. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, but no, that's why I didn't go for him in the end. I think Aspi's our best all round fullback um at right back even and he's again he's loyal and he just gets on with it he's been shifted around the defense ridiculous amount right center back right back the only one who plays in every single position i think yeah and he never complains about it and he's gone off the ball a little bit in the last couple of seasons but when he first came to the club he was just revolutionary after the Sad days of Ivanovic. That's, um, that's the thing. I've had to go Ivanovic. Yeah, I've also gone Ivanovic. <laughs> Not Bosingwa. No. No. <laughs> no. Pod no. Champions League winner. For the eyebrows alone, he can stay away from <laughs> Singular. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I don't understand your hatred for Ivanovic. That's because you didn't watch Ivanovic week in, week out, give away foul after foul. You think Boletti was a liability? I thought he was just very consistent like nope. what, you, what you just said about uh, Ferreira I just thought he was you know nothing special but just solid nope. because you know Suarez bit him so I kind of feel bad for that <laughs> yeah and he didn't get him sent off so what does yeah. that say about him no he was he was no he was there for a long time 
that's the thing. I've got, is that, is that, that's the only thing you can say about it. Yeah, somehow he was there for a long time. I've had to go with Ivanovic for longevity, what he won, and the fact that I know you, I know you don't like it because he gave away foul after foul after foul. But also, like he was just he he did he did do a job, and he was a defensive fullback. He wasn't necessarily an attacking one. But yeah, Maybe you've not. not you've not been blessed in right backs, have you? Really? No. Were, no it's you, like I've said to you before different. recording that it's the only position I look at this ele- eleven, and it's the only one that's there's no world class player there. Yeah, yeah you, you've you've been blessed with like very good defence over the years, and, and fullbacks have just not served you that well. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, that's the call, but even since yeah. then, you have Marcus Lonzo. Yeah, and for me, it's the same thing as Ivanovic. It's just it's just a liability to that. Yeah. If you watch him week in, week out, you'd, you'd understand. Yeah, but he still has a lot of respect within the Chelsea ranks, and I think that's for a reason. He was he was a battler. Yeah. It's just, yeah. He went through a couple of years where it was just painful to watch him. But who was not painful to watch? Michael Balak. What? Balak? Wait, what? Have, you got, have you gone 4 4 2 again? 4 3 3. Left centre mid, Michael Balak. I mean. He was just great. He's one of those signings. Like, how did we manage to tempt him to come to Chelsea? The World Cup winner. Yeah, because because Chelsea, you look at these players, and we made most of them: Czech, Terry, Cole, Lampard. Spoiler, um, but you know we made these players. Aspi, even you know they came. No one really knew who they were, and then we made them better. But Balak came as a ready-made world-class centre mid. And he just took that midfield to a new level. I absolutely love Balak. Yeah, so I say I um I left Balak out because I'll be honest with you, when he was when he was with you, I didn't really see that much of him. Yeah. So that's, that's, more, more it's only there a few really. seasons, but yeah, yeah. So he, he was part of a midfield three that I just miss every day of my life. Yeah. I mean I I I've gone four four two again. So mm-hmm. obviously I think you all know who one of the centre mids is. So yeah. I'm gonna say, so the other yeah, one John, is John Oh my god! Just get out of here. I'm, I'm right. There's this is whole thing. On, I, I, I need to get this off my chest. There's this thing okay. popping up online all the time now about the fact that John Obermichael was underrated. I'm sorry. No. His <laughs> his influence was he as a player cannot be underrated. <laughs> He's technically one of the worst players I've ever seen. But he did a job for a long time. He did. Yeah, he, he did a job. Like Manovich doing a job. Yeah, he, but, he did yeah, a job. He's nowhere but, but like, so. Say, but like, like because I've gone for Mark Lessian. Yes. And purely because, again, I saw a lot more of him, and I just think he absolutely dominated that midfield. Like yeah, him, mate, he's him, one of those players where if he didn't get injured, he'd be talked about as one of the best players ever. I think. Yeah, exactly. And like him, like him holding back, like because he he was just an absolute engine. So yeah. him, him staying back and doing the more defensive role that freed up Lampard to, to do mm-hmm. his bit going forward. And I think that like that balance is what made that team because he he was like two thousand eight, I want to yeah. say. Like that's what made your team from there what it was, I think. Yeah, and he's in my team in the, yeah. the centre of the midfield three for that reason. Yeah, he did the dirty work, but he was also an absolute beast going forward. And, oh I God, still that, remember that goal against Arsenal. I was going to say that that goal that it hit where it started about fifteen yards outside <laughs> the post to just kill back in. I've never seen a ball move like that. And that was Essien really because he'd do that and then he'd go back and put in the crunching tackle. He, he was yeah. he was a the box to box midfielder. Yeah, he is. He is. And he, like, because I'm not a huge Chelsea stan, as you've probably noticed. 
Shocker. Yeah. But uh, he was one of like the few players that I looked at in your side. I was like, God, I wish we had him. Like, if bye. you had him next to Gerald, it would have been the same thing. Gerald yeah. would have been taken to an even higher level, which is scary. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, I think he at that point especially. I mean, because he ended up going to Madrid, didn't he? But he, he would have mm-hmm. walked into any side in the world at that point. I think. Yeah, and then like say injuries kind of held yeah. him back, which is a shame. Yeah. So I thought I'd show him some love. What about you, Chris? What's your midfield looking like? I've gone Essien, mm-hmm. uh, Kante. Yeah, see, Kante is one of those. I think again. If he hadn't gone off the boil the last couple of years, he'd be pushing for this team. I don't think he's gone off the boil. I think it's just well, it's not everybody else has gotten worse around him. Um, he's also been put in a position that does not suit him. No, I was going to say, Sarah thought, yeah, Sarah thought it'd be a good idea to play the best centre defensive midfielder in the world at attacking midfield. Like exactly, yeah, and then Lampard's coming in doing similar. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. He's what he's one of them where he like he benefits like having another box-to-box midfielder next to him and then he can just like scoop up but honestly yeah him the midfield two in that Conte system of Matic and Kante exactly. should not have worked and it worked it perfectly because it just let everyone else play the game exactly yeah. which is what which is what you need and what Kante is good at so for me with Essien bossing a game next to Kante then letting Lampard just go do what he wants why, why would that you not would have that true. yeah so I wouldn't that's have that just because yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, Kante over Balak is what you're saying compared to mine. Yeah, and I can understand that because Kante is just—he's just an angel, isn't he? I could just, yeah. for me, I can just picture Kante next to SEM being yes. an absolute nightmare of a midfield. And then when you eventually yeah. get past them, you've got to get past Carvalho and Terry. It's just like for God's sake. That that because was a Sean Dyche's wet dream. Having those two as a defensive midfielders, that'd be like lots of they don't want to think about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of people would put Makalini in there. For me, Kante is better than Makalini. Yeah, Kante is Makalini with legs. <laughs> that Makalini revolutionised that role. He created that role. He did. But Kante took it to a new level. Yeah, I think Kante is probably the best in that position in the world at the minute. The reason, mm. the main reason that I left him out is because I think. He he hasn't done it as consistently for you. Yeah. Um. Again, not down. Not fully down. Say, he's been injured this season. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah, totally, but... positioning more than himself, which is why I've put him in because yeah, I think there I mean, is a world class footballer. Yeah. Under Conte, he was. Oh, ridiculous. I think if he did this again in another two or three years, I might like feel differently. But yeah, that's if he stays at the club. There's talk of him, Lampard letting him go, which would make me cry. Well, he's older than you think, isn't he, as well? He's 29 now, yeah. 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 And the way he plays is not going to be one that you can carry on until 35, that's for sure. Yeah, because yeah. as soon as his legs go, he's pretty much useless. Do you want to yeah. send him to Villa for a laugh? Uh, I'd rather him go to Villa than anyone else. For me. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, what a guy. Are you sure, are you sure he'd get in? <laughs> Easy. Yeah, he'd get in up top. He'd get in goal, if I'm being honest. Nah, imagine a two-man midfield of John McGinn and Kante. I'd, I'd have that. Yeah. That is that is a graft. Now, left wing for me, Eden Hazard. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. same. Yeah, there's not much that needs to be said. No. He's carried us for yeah. so many years. And then got him messed up at Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a surprise, but it's also not because it's goals not. weren't his game. And no. Real Madrid brought him in hoping that they would be, which seems strange to me. 
No, Hazard's game was like assists, but also just distracting defenders. That was the main thing that you used it was for. Like, like... It's like Greenish, yeah. He runs everything around him, but he doesn't yeah, like... necessarily finish it off. No, three three people would be round him, which then meant that William could go and score like 10 goals, 15 goals a season. Yeah. And he was just one of the most gifted footballers that I've ever seen. Yeah, he, he was just yeah. Like my my only criticism of him ever was that he was a bit inconsistent, but he, yeah, he made yeah. up for it because every now and again he just he just tap into this level where he was just unplayable. Yeah, like that, like that last year at Chelsea, like probably wasn't his best overall, but um, I think he had that like two month period where he was probably the best player in the world. Yeah, and... like I'll I'll never forget that goal he scored against us in the cup. I have I still have no <laughs> idea how he did what he did. Yeah, and then that goal against Arsenal where he just sat. Kosh, uh, Coquelin onto his arse. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. He, he's like, I think he's the closest thing to a Messi that we've had in the Premier League. Oh, easy. On on his day, I'd say yeah. He, he had a tendency to go missing for a few games, but when he was, on, is, he was unplayable. This is the thing for me is that, yeah, he he went through spells where he wasn't part of the game, including in his high season in uh, Mourinho's last. Yeah, and this is why for me. He's not on the same level of influence as Terry Lampard, Czech, Drogba, Cole. He's he's just a bit below. Yeah, I think there's a bit more disdain for him than those two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, I will always love him for what he did for us because he kept us on a on that world-class level. And now without him, it's, it's obvious that we don't have him. Should, should and Hazard in this team would be just insane. delicious. Yeah. yeah. Should I do my other winger since I've gone 4 4 two? Yeah, go on. Uh, I went Zola. Yes, he's more of the winger as well. Yeah, just just again, like he's he's a difficult one because he's a bit before our time, I think. Like yeah, know. just yeah, just. just he was like he was just coming to the like just about leaving when we got into football. But he's like he's an absolute icon of the game, and some of the highlights I've seen of him, he looked absolutely unplayable. And again, he's one of those where apparently before we were even formed. Um, <laughs> How we managed to yep. get him at Chelsea and keep him there for so long is credit to him for being such a loyal player. Because he yeah. could have, again, he's one of those that could have gone to any club in the world because he was just ridiculous. And uh, he still he still loves Chelsea as well, you can tell. Like he's still yeah. in and around the setup and everything, you know. So. Yeah, he came back as assistant manager under Sorry. Yeah. No, he's and, got a lot of time to go, though. Yeah, he is he's yeah. a he's yeah. a Chelsea manager, turns down. Nice bloke as well. Not a great manager, but a nice bloke. Not not a good manager at all, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, lovely guy and a club legend. Yeah, and that leaves one more position for my team. I've still got my winger to go. Oh, go on, go on, Chris. Okay. My bad. I've gone with I've gone with an absolute curveball of Maluda. Oh yeah, you haven't. Yeah, absolute curveball, Maluda. And I'll tell you for why. Oh my god! On All his, right, Bryn, go on, on, his, on his day, right, he was unplayable, and the fact that in that <laughs> no, he was. No, he actually what like on his and he's part of that 2004-2005 team that just absolutely stormed the league, and you forget how important he was because it's quite easy to overlook him because you know you've got Lampard, you've got Drogba, you've got all these big names, and then you've got Maluda. I think it was like 15, 16 goals he scored that season, something stupid. And I don't know, just for me, for me, if you've got te- you've got technical ability on one wing with Hazard, right? And what I'd want on the other wing is just somebody willing to do a job and bomb up and down. Which is what Maluda would give you. No, I do have to go to VAR for this one, Chris. He came to the club in 2007. I oh, was 2007. Sorry, my apologies. But, but was, I will he, say he did have like a ridiculous amount of goals in that season that he played for Chelsea. Yeah, and it was and one of the ones. Top, 
2004, 05, uh, 09, 10, when That's... we set a goal scoring record. That's the one I'm thinking of. Thank yeah, you. We beat Ferguson's United. And it was that front three of Maluda, Drogba, and Anelka that just exactly. tore teams apart. We beat Wigan 8 0 in the final game, and we needed, all we needed was a win to win exactly. the league. But this is what and I mean. Just went overkill. This and is what I mean. He yeah, gets, and he gets and Maluda forget was. because of an Elka and Drogba. So yeah, he was uh, a key part of that. And he, he played a lot of games for us, including the, the Champions League final, of course. I, I just um, think that Maluda got blessed by being a very, very good Chelsea team. Mm. Like, yes, no, he was a key. He was a key part of it in his own right. because so like... I, 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 I have the figures in front of me now because uh, that's who I am as a person. His uh, his best goal scoring season was thirteen in two thousand ten eleven. Yeah, and I think say that he set the record. Yeah, but but he was all about assists, and he was all about making Drogba an even better player. And the Maluda Drogba combination was just insane. He basically. We... Without Maluda, Drogba would not have won the cold of boot in that season. No. And we might not have even won the league. So, yeah, Ob- I can definitely from. I think Ogazola, though, no. Yeah. But I can. De- I, I always respect people who respect Maluda. <laughs> I, I love so, Maluda. <laughs> and it, it's I, based I on, like you said what we're saying, it's based on like what we remember and stuff. And the Chelsea yeah, team no, remember right. involves Maluda, doesn't involve Zola. So that's why I went with Maluda. I think but if we're, if we're doing like all-time Premier League 11, it's got to be Zola, isn't it, really? I think uh, a lot of mine comes from the fact that I always get him and uh, Kalu mixed up. Yeah, no, they have two very different players. Yeah, very yeah, different. Yeah, Kalu was not. Solomon Kalu. Yeah, so he was in my job. Like, yeah, <laughs> they became one. Yeah. Um, Solomon Kalu. No, Kalu was like Mikel in that he was there. And, yeah. and you everyone know, saw him in a shift. Everyone, everyone saw him be there. Yeah, and. You can't honestly, say he wasn't. Yeah. yeah, there's no. And argument. honestly, you know, he's he got some goals, including some really important ones, and he won a ridiculous amount. But um, yeah, you can definitely make the argument about being in a, a better team. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Kalu definitely was. But yeah. now Maluda for me, just in terms of the wingers I've seen at Chelsea. No, Nathan, who's the other guy? Is it Costa? Well, the uh, Maluda striker. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, Diego Costa. Yeah. That's interesting. Just because... Um, so have you done got Drogba? Yeah, I've got him in Drogba. Oh, you got Drogba in Drogba. Yeah, Costa is... Like, I think he got hard done by at Chelsea. Because that first season, especially where he came in, he... Well, he was the best player in the league for me. Like, yeah. He was. And um, Well, hard done by... He, he did it to himself. He, he did, but I just think he... I think if you just stuck with him, I think he would have... Because like, everywhere that he's been since, like, he's just shown his quality. Yeah, definitely. But he made it difficult for himself. That's the thing. And, and the yeah, thing is, he, we needed him in that period. We were just on the edge of fourth. And he started talking about wanting to go to China. And his head got turned. And he was doing this with Antonio Conte, <laughs> who you yeah. do not get a second chance with. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, I get all that. And like, his attitude's always been a bit of a problem. Um, yeah, but like, on his day. No, there's yeah, no doubt. Say it, but like... As an out-and-out goal scorer, there's there's not many players that you've had that are better than him, except for no, we haven't, we haven't replaced him. <laughs> except <laughs> except for Alvaro Morata, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and we haven't replaced him yet. And in terms of goal scoring, always his presence on the pitch. No, yeah, that's um, if, yeah, if Abraham gets a bit more of a bite to his game, he could be there. But at the moment, he's uh, he needs to 
a step up, I think, Abraham next season. He's had a great season for us, but yeah, if he wants to be on Costa Drogba level, then that's another step for him. Okay. Manager's an interesting one. I will guess that you've both got Mourinho. I did go Mourinho. I, I did go Mourinho. For what he's won at Chelsea, it can't be anybody else. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, he took you to the next... He made you like a competitive big four. So. Without Mourinho, you wouldn't be where you are. Yeah, and I definitely take all that on board. But I went with who I love most, and that's Carlo right. Ancelotti. He was yeah, sacked way too soon. He was sacked fair. for finishing he's, second. I mean, he's only had 87 games in the Premier League. Yeah, and that's not his own fault. <laughs> we well, played the best football, the best football under Ancelotti. Not well, the most exciting football. We weren't the most efficient uh, in terms of like Mourinho era. Back four was ridiculous. We ground out those one nil, two nil wins. We were insane. But Ancelotti era, like I say, eight nil against Aston Villa, eight nil against Wigan. Oh, it was just incredible to watch. And and I just love Ancelotti because he's just a top guy. Like we sacked him finishing second, he still loves the club. I mean, yeah. Yeah. what a man. I just want to put out there right now that I think uh, if you just stuck with Di Matteo, he could have been your best manager. Definitely, mm. definitely. He t- I don't know what Abramovich had against him, but he took the very first opportunity. He didn't want to give him the full-time job in the first place, but when you win the Champions League, you know, you yeah, probably can't, can't really, yeah. But he took the very first chance to, to get rid of him and brought in Rafa Benitez, who did an all right job, actually. I'll stand yeah. up for Rafa. I like Rafa. No, no love here for uh, Villas Boas. Can't believe it. <sighs> or <laughs> Luis Felipe Scolari. Oh my God! What, what, what a <laughs> oh, few months that was that era. What, what a curveball! I've forgotten all about Scolari. Mate, yeah. I'd have Gus hitting over either of those any day of the week. Oh, big Gus! Any day of the week. Big Gus. I love Gus. Now, from Rafa to Rafa, potentially, <laughs> probably not. Potentially. But Liverpool team. Liverpool team. Coming hot, yeah. Nathan. Who's your goalkeeper? Well, say so I think I said to you before we started recording. It's like this was really difficult because we've got a lot of legends, like, and it's just it's hard to work out because this this team that we've got now is clearly the best. It's hard to think which one. Whether, whether you go for, like, yeah, you go for the big name, or you go for the the one who's doing it now in our best team. So that's the thing. Like, yeah, I've had to not put Henderson in, and it's made me sad. Yeah, Henderson's not in mind, which made me sad. But when you Henderson is absolutely nowhere near mine. <laughs> I'm think... sorry, I'm sorry. But give him a, give him a couple <laughs> you look at the players that you've had in midfield. Yeah, give, give him a couple of years, then we'll talk. But um, mm, we will not. See, so, yeah, I you can talk to yourself. He's going quite... to be a more successful captain in Jeff. Don't don't say yeah, we don't talk about that it. That is true, but we don't, we don't talk about it anyway. Yeah, um, like I feel like everyone thinks about Pepe Reina when they say goalkeeper, but I think one of the greatest myths in football is that Reina was a good goalkeeper. <laughs> but, Chris but, knows this way too well. Mate, yeah. I, am tr- I am upset by good, Pepe Reina. Great shot stopper, but he was a liability. So I've, was, got, I've got Allison. I've got Allison. Yeah. Allison's like, just, for me, best goalkeeper on the planet right now. Yeah, he's just, he, the, the thing is as well, he, he's behind such a good defense. Fence, that he's not like it's so easy to lose concentration, but he only has to make two or three saves a game. But he's always there. The thing with Allison as well is like he's the only player in the world who would keep Edison out of that Brazil team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Brazil are possibly the two best goalkeepers in the world at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Plus, plus, like I think the, the impact that he's had just from the couple of years that he's been with us, like our defense. Obviously, I know Van Dijk got thrown in there as well, but. Like we just look so much more calm than we did when we had Carrius. 
And this yeah. is what I'm talking about with Pesicek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a, a similar, good, similar sort of a good thing. goalkeeper makes the defence better. Yeah, like... It, it makes the, the individual defenders better. It's the first time since I've been a Liverpool fan where I'm not terrified when they go one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anything, you're confident. Yeah, yeah. or, or when, when Alisson starts to take a touch and maybe, uh, you know, try and go, go past a player even. I don't just go, what on earth are you doing? Like, I, yeah, I, I actually trust him. I, I know he, I know he made that mistake pretty early on, didn't he, last year? But he hasn't really done, he hasn't put a foot wrong since then for me. And I think he needed that mistake to realise that he's not in the Italian league anymore. Yeah, I thought no, um, Premier League strikers will hunt you down if you. When yeah. you've got Jamie Vardy sprinting at you, you can't really be a force. Yeah, that. exactly. Like I thank um, I thank Chelsea a lot for that as well because I think you buying Kepa that same year and breaking the. Uh, the record yeah, for goalkeeper no took, about it anymore, really. t- took all the pressure off Allison because not only was he not yeah. the most expensive keeper anymore, he was just well, like, he, he just became another signing. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah you can also thank us for not seeing that deal because we've been tracking him for a good couple of years and didn't yeah. finish it off. And also props to us for looking at a goalkeeper that we put eight past in the semi final and thought, yeah, <laughs> he's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah Allison. To be fair, you you would have put a lot more past him if it wasn't Allison in goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. Now, this is an interesting one, again, left-back. Have we all got Alisson? Yeah, all got for Alisson, back. Keeper, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant for left-back as well, just Alisson all over the place. Alisson, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, that it's, would it's be the a, dream. It's just an Alisson 11. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you got Alisson, Chris? <laughs> no, <laughs> I have gone Andy Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you've gone Alisson for goal. Yeah, I've got Alisson in goal. Yeah, okay, right. Right now. Okay, Andy Robertson, yeah. It's, see, for me, I've gone nostalgia on this one, but I'll let you let you go, Nathan. Uh, I've gone John Arisa. Yes. <laughs> Purely because, again, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find that balance between the team we've got now and the team from years past. And mm-hmm. John Arisa, that left foot d- just did things to me. <laughs> he broke a man's leg. Like, yeah. he, he broke Alan Smith's leg just he by striking. many football nets. Yeah. And I think he's like he's a bit of a court hero at Liverpool because like I'm not under any illusion that he's a better left back than Robertson because Robertson can do the lot, but yeah. I just think Reese for like for the team that he was in, um, I just think like the way that he managed to shine and the way like the fans just love him now. And, yeah, uh, and it's he, yeah, and like he's the same as a lot of players that are in that sort of area. Like same with like Daniel Aga and stuff like that. Like they're in a sh- shocking team, but they just love the club. Yeah. So yeah, he's a bit of a. Bit of a fan icon now. No, he, get, again, you talk about a modern footballer. He was one. Yeah, he yeah, was like left, left wing, no problem. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't an out and out defender. He was probably a lot more attacking. But again, if he, he was like, in, if he was playing wing back, he'd be one of the best in the world at the time. Yeah, definitely. I say, and I say, he just put it all on the line every game. I just, I can't, I can't put anybody but Andy Robertson in it. I'm sorry. I can definitely understand. He was my first choice, and I was like, no, nah, I've got to go Reese. Eight yeah, million quid from Hull. I know. Yeah, I know. what what a bit of business that was. Like, just I can't. I don't have words. He doesn't have words. For, for the <laughs> man, to be honest with you, because like he's an absolute he's an absolute champ in terms of assists. He's the best left back in the league in terms of what he can do defensively. You miss him when he's not there to the point where the only player you can put in is James Milner. <laughs> like you you your fullback situation does need sorting though because. It's gone on too long where two injuries can kill your team. Yeah, but the, the, pro- the problem we've got is that we there aren't any other fullbacks realistically that we could sign that would fit would in our wanna. team. 
Yeah, and like, then you've got the you've got the problem as well. Like, who would want to play second fiddle to him? Because they're always going to play. Because I think the obvious choice is Ben Chilwell, but he's way more defensive. I don't think he offers as much going forward as Robertson or Trent do. No, and he's not going to join Liverpool to play second fiddle to Robertson. No, he's he's too good. He's, he's too good for that. Now, possibly Champions League team. One thing I do find quite funny is that we got rid of Moreno and now we start playing a formation where Moreno might actually make sense. <laughs> He'd still be terrible. He'd still be terrible, but now that like the defending pressure's kind of taken off him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, it's like Alonso. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, Alonso could do a job in a Liverpool team. Yeah, no, easy. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll take Milner at left back over Alonso. Yeah. You've only got it for one more year. Nah, we've got to slap him with another contract. We've got you have, to. You have, you've slapped him. You slapped him at Christmas for another one year extension, but after that, it's not looking likely. Oh, no, I'll be, I'll be devastated. Left centre back. Left centre back. I think I'll probably guess your two centre backs. Virgil Van Dijk. Yes. Yeah. And the other one is Jake McGarrigher. Yeah, it's same yeah, for it's me. It's got to be on it, Chris. Same. Yeah. 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 I, Just... I was in a, I was in a massive debate between uh, Van Dijk and Hippier. Yeah, same, but I thought Van Dijk is... Not <laughs> yeah. You would was... not win the Champions League without Van Dijk. You don't win the Premier League without Van Dijk, I don't think. This is the thing, yeah. he was like... Hippie was club captain before Gerrard, and he was like, he was a staple for quite a few years. But the the impact that Van Dijk's had, like, we... Like, I feel confident that if you took any player out of our team, we'd be able to cope other than Van Dijk. Nah, Trent as well. Yeah, but like, I think for, like, for a game or two, we could cope. But I think if you take Van Dijk out of it, we... We, we just crumble. And I don't think Hippie was ever... Hippie wasn't world-class, whereas I think, I think Van Dijk is the best defender in the world at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Him and yeah, Kuhn Valley are just a different... It level. was a crime he didn't win Ballon d'Or. Yeah. I yeah, I, I, I was surprised he didn't win it. I, I want, I, obviously, I wanted him to win it. but um, And everyone talks about the money as well. Was it was it 80? 75, No one even remembers. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I, I'd pay it again. Like, I, I'd double it now. Like, he was worth it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, if you you try and sell him now, it'd be 150, 160 easy. Yeah, and he 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 took no time to settle in. Like within two, three games, he looked like he'd been playing for us for years. Yeah, he he just came in and and just yeah. made himself captain of that defense. Yeah, he he just walked in and went right. We can defend now, and everyone went okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, and he, he's Sorry, he's so Patrick. calm though, because like it, that's what like this what gets me most. Because I used to play centre back when when I was younger, yeah, and well, like he's just so warriors, warriors. Yeah, we're basically the same player. Um, we, I, I have better, better facial hair though. <laughs> that, that isn't true. <laughs> but yeah, he, like he's just so calm. Like he, he just doesn't flinch, and he never looks like he's putting in full effort. Like everything yeah, just looks like the mean. easiest thing in the world. Like he doesn't even look like Genuinely. he's breaking a sweat. I still feel like he's got another level in him, which is scary. Yeah, I, I think it's because we never seem to be. I haven't really seen him when we're like backs against the wall, like you know, like, scrapping for a game sort of thing. He, he always just seems very like cool and composed. Wasn't so. there a wasn't there a stat last year where like he didn't get dribbled past for an entire season? Yeah, yeah. I think I can't remember who it was. Somebody really average that broke it this year, but like, but 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 even that is like it's just things like that. It's just shouldn't, mental, sh- it? shouldn't be allowed to happen. Like no. <laughs> defenders like, getting dribbled pa- like, dribble past is normal. <laughs> he's he's not. He shouldn't make centre half sexy. You know what I mean? Like centre half is a boring position. That's yeah. why we've gone for people like Ron Vlaar and John Terry, you know what I mean? And yet there's yeah. Van Dyke just making it like a Ballon d'Or position, being like, yeah, it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah. 
and and like we've been so struggling defensively for years. Like we yes. we never bounce we never bounced back really from Carragher retiring, and even then like yeah. obviously he was on, he was on his last legs for a few years, and like the fact that our best defense like, our best center half for years was Daniel Iger. <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah, it's so yeah. He he's made us the team that we are now. For me. And Jamie Carragher, just a club legend, isn't he? Really? Yeah, it's got it's got to be. Jamie. It's not like you say about Carragher. He's he like him and Gerard are Liverpool. Yeah. So we don't really. He say wasn't he wasn't Terry Ferdinand level, but he wasn't far off. I don't think. He yeah he, I think he got unlucky with like the era that he played in because yes. I think because. He yeah. would have walked into any England team pretty much. I was about to say, you stick yeah. him in, our, in the England defence now and he is a whole other level. Yeah, he's like, he's comfortably the best player and probably captain as well. Yeah. But he, he, just got, he just got shafted by the fact that Ferdinand and Terry were a thing. Yeah. So, I feel, I feel bad for him, but he'll always be a Liverpool legend. So. And what about right back? Right back was difficult because we have not had good right backs. So, no. I, I, had, I had to go for Trent. Yeah, same. Yeah. He's... he's basically created a new position the way he plays yeah where basically a position where he doesn't even play right back <laughs> for like 85 percent of the game yeah i wouldn't yeah, be surprised if he replaces salah i really wouldn't i i wouldn't be surprised if he moves into midfield yeah, yeah that's what that's what i mean like so, just that wingy kind of area i say like i know he's young and like he hasn't he's only been a state like he's been like a first team player for the last couple of years but he is. He's probably achieved more than any other right back we've had. Well, that yeah. quick corner against Barcelona oh my God, has made him a legend already. Because who he's thinks that at any yeah. age? And then he was nineteen at the time. Away, yeah. Like. yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. And I say, like, he's got a lot to learn defensively. Massively. But, but I think the fact that he's like he's got the benefit of time. The fans are going to be super patient with him because he's from Liverpool. And I don't think there's a better attacking fullback in the world. No. 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 And very few better crosses, crosses of the ball in the world in oh any my, position. Yeah, yeah. Just, just generally, including wingers. Like, yeah, yeah. you can it's put a, fact, a ball on a sixpence every time. Everyone knows what he's going to do as well, and just can't stop it. Yeah, it's, it's so predictable, but you can't stop it. No formation four three three. I've gone four four two again, just because. Mate, you are Sean Dutch. Okay, so we'll go for the midfielders again this time. Yeah, okay. centre mid. Should I just do the obvious one? Do the obvious two, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, All right, so, so, Gerard, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if anyone ever picks a Liverpool team of all time without Gerard in, then. Yeah, it's like he, he's definitely our best ever Premier League player, and there's probably an argument for him being the best player Liverpool have ever had. Yeah, um, and, I'd, and I'd, I'd argue against that for gone. Like, obviously, you, this, this Dalglish and Rush and whatnot, but um, but he's he is up there. Yeah, and f- f- for me, obviously, oh, he's up there for sure. Being massively biased, he's the best all-round English midfielder we've ever had. So ever, I'm glad you added you've ever had that. I mean, I'm I mean, the England's ever had, but okay. I mean, I'd I'd love to do a podcast on the Lampard Gerard debate and like just yeah, it's, deal with you two well, considering this is <laughs> this is already like an hour long. We'll yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll save it for another week. We'll save it for another week. I'm just going to summarize it by saying I think Lampard's better going forward. Gerard's better all around. That's mine. Uh, to which I would say Lampard's passing game is completely underrated. 
and he was hasn't got the range of Gerard though hasn't got the range anyway yeah yeah all right all right all right Gerard Anderson, they're both, they're both world class players. Both, both world class players, yeah. And if uh, if they could learn that if one goes, one stays, that'd be great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah. simple still. Yeah. But, so so I'm assuming you've all put Gerard in. Yeah. So who else have you got in midfield? Chabi Alonso. Yeah, yeah, I went Alonso. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I mean. He's he's got to be in there. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. As much as I want Hendo, because I love <laughs> Hendo, I really do. I'm glad well, someone else yeah. likes Henderson. I thought I was the only person. No, I adore Jordan Henderson, honestly. Like, I'd happily get a tattoo of that man's face. I I genuinely love him. Bit excessive, but, but okay. It is a bit excessive. But like for for me, you can't you can't be club captain, winner of the Champions League, ne- nearly gonna be a winner of the Premier League, PFA player almost PFA player of the year this year, and not get mentioned. So but Xabi Alonso is next level. Yeah, I think Henderson will he watching him every week, we can see what he does, where Alonso is he is a world class player. Like his range of passing yeah. was next level stuff. And I think the fact that he went to Madrid and Bayern and did the same thing there kind of proves his class. Exactly. And the the problem with your midfield as well at the moment is the way it's set up, you don't have sexy players in midfield. Because <laughs> yeah. you just have yeah, world horses that do the job. Like- there's not one passer anywhere near the level of Chabi Alonso in that midfield. No. No, the closest but thing the, is Henderson. There doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. No, there doesn't. There doesn't need yeah, to be. it's a hard work in midfield. Exactly. But that, that's because Trent and Robertson go forward and do your creativity for you. You don't need. Everyone's banging on about the fact that Liverpool need creativity in midfield. Why? Well, yeah. You just got a three man blockade. Yeah, I, I would like a little bit more in there. Like, yeah, someone who can ping a ball. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody who could break down a defense would be nice. But yeah. I, yeah. I'd be interested to see Grealish in your. I was about to say Grealish would fit I, him I, perfectly. I, I don't want Grealish. Oh, I'm interested. So. I, I'm, I'm not a huge Grealish fan. I'll be honest with you. But um, <sighs> that's another debate from another yeah, time. That, what, that, what, that's, what, what? Yeah, that, that's a debate from another time. Now, yeah. I'm going to come in with I think a wild card. I imagine this guy's not going to be in anyone else's. Harry Kuhn. You're crazy. Harry Kuhn. I love Harry Kuhn. You are mental. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, what a guy. He he had a glass knee. Yeah. (laughs) He could not stay fit to save his life. But when he played, he was excited to watch. He's an underachiever for us. He, He wasn't the player for us that he was at Leeds. No. But I think in he terms scored, of just pure entertainment, I, th- I think I just he scored like it. ten goals for us in about hundred games or something like That's that. Double figures. <laughs> no, he was just—he was an exciting player in an exciting team, I think. And um, I just wanted to give a shout, shout out to Harry Kuhn. And I looked at the rest of the options, and none of them were really doing it for me. Not gonna lie. Mascherano is a shout. On the way. Or is no, this is like in in, in three man midfield. Yeah. Okay. Mascherano was a shell, but I think again he went to other clubs and did better things. Personally, yeah, I think yeah, it was like he showed he showed the promise with us, and then he became that player at Barcelona. Probably, yeah. Um, so I'm about to go yeah, four four two. I've got I've gone Sean Dyche. What position? <laughs> <laughs> <At> right wing. 
<laughs> no, so, I've, I've gone. I've gone with Nathan. I've gone four four two. Yeah, I've gone. Wingers? Mo, Mo Salah and Dirk Coit or Kite or her Dirk Coit. Nice. Dirk Coit. There's some in his park touch. Glad that Dirk got in there. Dirk got in there for me as well because he is. He was nice. a battler. He was. He. he I hated playing insane. against him. I hate playing against him. Yet your defenders have the ball for like half a second, and Cal was just there putting in a tackle somehow, winning it's it yeah, back. Yeah, like, he was my, a he was a big game player. My memory of Liverpool, like under under Rafa, is is Kite. It's not Gerard. It's Kite. Like, yeah. Wow. But no, not, honestly, because like, obviously cause because we're not fans. Because like I I just watch him like once a week. Just it, he was everywhere, every single game, and scoring like. Screamers for fun, because he was just mental. He was a proper workhorse. Like that, that's that's one thing. Like he he's a bit like he's a bit like James Milner now. Like he just runs and runs and runs and runs and just never stops. I'll take him over Mane. See, Mane is in mine. Mane I've got I've got Salah just because he's the fastest 200 goals for a Liverpool player. Salah, you can't you can't deny his influence and and how talented he is. But Mane is just he's just a ridiculous footballer overall. Yeah, I think I say our front three now is pretty well. It's, it's the best we've ever had, yeah, by far. But I think Salah is the one that I would be happiest to lose. Um, yeah, yeah, he and he's the one that you kind of expect to lose as well. Yeah, like, like, he just doesn't feel like a player that's going to stick around forever. Yeah, plus like I look at Salah and I go, he's never going to top that season. Whereas I look at Mane and go, well, he's actually getting better and better. He yeah. he is. It's yeah. terrifying. So, I, yeah, do, he, I do know what you mean, but yeah. that would mean I'd have to get rid of Kout. I'm not doing that. No, I'm, I'm glad that someone put Kout in because I, I was heartbroken not to put him in. We both did. We yeah. Both did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I was. I mean, we were saying this again before recording, but individually, the players that you had back in that time of Kout and Gerard and Carragher. I think there were more individual players that scare me than when I look at this current team. It, yeah. They just didn't have the team aspect, and they didn't have the full eleven that you have now. No, yeah, that's probably fair. Like, I mean, like, obviously, Gerard was world class, um, and we're like, we're lacking. We haven't got that one player now, especially going forward. There isn't that one player that you like he could do something insane at any point. Yeah, I think every team needs someone who can do what Gerard did and just smash it from forty yards. Yeah, I, I, but I think my name might be the question we've got to that because he can just un- he can just unlock the door out of nowhere and like he's so quick that he's really he's, he's difficult to mark. Mane is mental. I will agree with you because you you look at that if you had your front three on the bench and you need to bring somebody on in the FA Cup with twenty minutes to go, it would be Mane. You would bring on. But I don't know. Just I couldn't not put Karen. I just couldn't. Yeah, I think it's. They're very different, obviously. They are, <laughs> like, they are very different players. Yeah, say Mane is better quality, but there, yeah. there is there is something to be said for. There is a lot to be said, and like I say, he is my endearing memory of Rafa Liverpool. So, oh I yeah, to, I, 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 I love the guy. Salah. Love the guy. Um, my other winger is Steve McManaman. Oh, Steve McManaman! What a shout! Yeah, and he. Because he sort of started coming through at a similar time to gigs, and those two were kind of touted of being the most promising, um, like, uh, wingers in the country. Obviously, mm-hmm. gigs went on to be much better, but I think when he was first breaking through, there weren't weren't many players better than him. No, I always yeah. forget about Steve McManaman. Well, not yeah, again, you talk about exciting players. 
Yeah, that, that was nice. just great to watch. Yeah, and um, he was uh, it wasn't always the quickest, but his uh, his feet on the ball were like it was they were so quick and he had a strike on him as well. Had a strike on him, and he could just he could go past two, three, four players effortlessly. He probably became it's kind of a theme with us. Like he probably became a better player when he went to Madrid. But I like to think we had something to do with it because it makes me feel better about my life. I think we did. I think you can give yourself that. Yeah. Um. So how many players are left? You got two strikers, right? I got two strikers. Yeah. I got two strikers. Here's with the the non-Torres one. Neither of mine are Torres. (sighs) (laughs) My oh my. So okay, this will be interesting. I was going to say strikers. I'm not going to lie, strikers is a hard one for Liverpool. You've had some incredible strikers. Yeah? No, you have. You yes. have. Are you... Suarez, Fowler, Owen. Owen, Owen left too soon. Torres at Liverpool, for me, yeah. is one of the best strikers. Yeah, Torres was... Torres was, like, he was on the cusp. But I think overall, I think Suarez was better. Fair. I'd agree with that. Suarez is the only player in the time that I've been watching Liverpool that has literally just blown me away with the stuff that he can do. That goal, the goal I always think about is, I mean, obviously, he terrorised Norwich, which was funny. But there's also um, that goal, the goal against Newcastle where they sent it over the top and he, he managed oh, to bring yeah. it down, knock it around the keeper and pop it in all in about three, four yards. It, I've never seen anything like that from a Liverpool player. And I think... Again, probably probably got better at Barcelona, but didn't shine as much because he was next to Messi. Whereas for us, he was the star man. Yeah, and the fact as well that Barcelona wanted him the season before, and he said he'd go, but he still gave you a season. Yeah, and and he, what a season as well! Say nearly single-handedly fired us to a title that we had no right winning. No, realistically, no you right, literally no right win. Like yeah. being even contenders that year. I was gonna say. John Flanagan should not have got a Premier League winner's medal, so I'm kind of glad that he did. Your defence that year was shocking. It was like, we won, we won every game like 8-2. Like, we always conceded, but we just outscored everybody. Yeah, because Sterling, Suarez and Sturridge, it was mental. Same. Coutinho was in there as well. Yeah, good old Coutinho. Although yeah, you're, you're better with him. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But that, that's the other thing as well, the, the partnership between Suarez and Sturridge. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, that's why. Are they, are they your top two, or have you gone for somebody else up top with Suarez? Uh, I've gone for somebody else. So. Oh, if, you if you had storage up top, no, 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 I would leave this chat right now. <laughs> uh, I went for Fowler. Yeah, Fair. just say he, he's our top Premier League goal scorer, and I think I'd say Bar probably Ian Rush. He's probably the best striker we've ever had. So yeah, and uh, again, he he also got kind of shafted with. Uh, the England side with who he was up against. You have to go against Shearer. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Going against Shearer, Sheringham. Um, Lineker when he was coming through as well. Yeah, Lineker. Even like Ian Wright and people like that. Uh, no, like Lineker was the 80s, wasn't he? Yeah, but like Lineker, when Fowler was coming through like early 90s, Lineker still had the uh, Euros, right, okay, yeah. Euros yeah, box. He had the Euro 90, didn't he? Lineker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. But like, yeah. So when he was coming through and being the exciting kid you might put on the bench, Lineker was there. And then when, like, when he was like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll play. You've got to have to get past Shearer and Sheringham and stuff, for God's sake. Yeah, so Manners couldn't catch a break. And he, even, when he, uh, even when he left and came back, like obviously his legs had gone, but the quality was still there. He still knew where the net were. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've had to agonise over mine, to be honest. 
I really have, and I'm still not sure. Um, yeah, see. I, okay, you go, you go, you go. I've got, I've gone Suarez purely because, like, like you're saying there, so he was, he was your most talented striker. Yeah. And then I've, I've, I've had a lot of internal crisis over Fowler and Owen, and I really don't know. I still don't know. See, all. yeah, for my first instinct was Owen, just because yeah, he was ridiculous. But then he he left way too early. I think to be classed as one of Liverpool's best. But the thing yeah. is, if you've got if you've got like seventeen year old Michael Owen versus height of his powers Robbie Fowler, I really genuinely don't know which one I'd rather have. I think it would be Owen, and that's why I'm like, I think I'm going to go with Owen. Yeah, there's the, the definitely an argument for Owen. Like he he's one of those nationally talented goal scorers we've ever had. Yeah, but I, to be honest with you, him going to United ruined his legacy, and that's that's an issue. That's that's why a lot of Liverpool fans won't even. He just wanted to go somewhere so he could play. To be honest, he did, and like obviously injuries didn't help him either. No, they didn't. But that's what I mean. If we're going for our dream eleven, where like they'd be playing at the height of their powers, whenever like that's what we're putting down on paper. I'd, I'd, oh, we just pips Fowler for me, just. Yeah, it, it's it's close. It's close, but I, I think it's I think it's overall it's probably Fowler. But again, like let's like say in terms of probably pure ability. Probably Owen. Yeah. Plus, plus but, Owen did it for England as well. So that's why that's why I had to go Owen. So yeah. But I respect Fowler to be fair. Yeah. Did, did you go for Owen as well, George? No, I started off with Owen and then I went Torres because yeah, you went Torres <laughs> because the man was ridiculous. No, yeah, but, to be fair, yeah. And like, yeah, Suarez had that incredible season and he did things that yeah, no other player could in the Premier League at the time. But Fernando Torres was just, he was a terrifying striker. He like, he, some of the defenders he just bullied. He tore us to, to shreds on a regular basis, which is why we bought him. Um, and even like the United defense, which was just ridiculous. He just he made it look so easy. And his, the, the pace that he had was insane. He did, his yeah, finishing he was insane. Every type of goal as well. Left Every foot, right foot. Yeah. yeah. And and he was big as well and powerful. He just had a bit of everything. And he was a proper number nine in yeah. a lot of ways. He felt like he um, came out of nowhere as well because like we did, like we heard a bit about him when he was at Atletico, but I don't think anybody understood how good he was until he came to us. Yeah, yeah. And I just I just think back to the goals that he scored and the way that he did it. And that Torres, not our Torres, sadly, but that Torres <laughs> would have walked into any team in the world at the time. Yeah, that that Blackburn goal for me. Thought, yeah, yeah, round the corner of the box. But is he John Carew though? That's the question, boys. He is not. He is definitely not John Carew. <laughs> <laughs> For better or worse. For better or worse, he's not John Carew. Um, who's the manager? Because there's only two, really. There's only two. It can be. I told you, it's Roy Hodgson. Why are we still debating this? <sighs> no, it's got to be Jurgen Klopp or Rafa Benitez. So I'm it's, curious to see who you're going for. It's it's Jurgen Klopp for me. Yeah, like, he, 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 he just embodies Liverpool perfectly, like. And he, as we talked about earlier, he's a manager that had a strategy and executed it to perfection. Yeah, it's crazy. Plus, like he's the club's never felt more like settled than it has now, like in the Premier League. I don't think because I've never seen a manager get appointed at a big club like that, and everyone just straight away was like, okay, yeah, like this makes yeah. sense. 
Like there's always you, controversy, isn't there? When you when you point a big range, like, oh, are they really going to work? Like, yeah, there's, there's always someone who's like, no, nah, I don't think it's the right choice. Like when we got when when Dalglish came back, it was like obviously it's a legend coming back, so everyone was happy about it. But there's still a few that were like, well, you know, what's the point of him coming back now? Like, can he still do it? Whereas with Klopp, yeah. it was like, yeah, perfect. And like, just you can see the bond that he's got with the players and the I'd fans. Be, I'd be gutted if I was United who both went for both Pep and Klopp. After Fergie left, I got neither of them. I got David Moyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, has to be Klopp. And on that bombshell, our well-oiled, efficient podcast machine, which only took about an hour and a half, yep. comes to an end. It's been a marathon. It has it been a marathon. through 20 years, over 20 years, nearly 30 years, oh my God, yeah. in, <laughs> in 90 minutes give or take but yeah I think I'm happy I'm happy with that I'm, I'm happy with the teams yeah I'm, I'm yeah. content I'm content and um, now I'm going to go and cry at the fact that that Chelsea team used to be the Chelsea team and now it's not and they got uh, Kurt Zuma we're, uh, <laughs> um, we're just going to go away and, uh, we're going to go away and have the Lampard-Gerard debate no we're not <laughs> no we're going to save that for another week so we can record it that's going to be a debate that'll take three hours yeah. Break down that. game by game, goal by goal. That'll take three hours, and then in the last hour, someone will say Paul Scholes, and then it'll stretch out to another ten. No, it, <laughs> no, it will not. Someone will say Paul Scholes, and you will say, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, Scholes is not better than Scholes. He's nowhere near. Anyway, anyway, okay. <laughs> just, um, let's get he's out. Near. Thank you for listening. Check out future episodes in which we will discuss our dream transfers. We might even tackle Dream Premier League 11 of all time. That would be funny. And um, yeah, plenty more stuff in the pipeline. And check See out the film one. podcast. Check out the film check podcast. Out the film. It's yeah, called Three Guys Talk Film. Yeah, it's, it's original. It's very original. It's original. It's original. Thank you for listening. Thank you very Good much bye. for listening. Bye. Bye.